We're a flexible congregation. A scripture reading today is comes from Matthew 6, 19 through 21. I'll bet you can guess what it is. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm grateful for you today. So grateful for Steve this morning doing double duty. Yes. Sometimes he um, doesn't uh, maybe appreciate my hymn choices. Um, This might be one of those days. And then I'm just so super grateful for Reverend Lauren, his third Sunday with us. And we're so grateful. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. Earlier this month, my husband Jimbo was going through all of his clothes, you know, what to keep, what to get rid of, and what to give away. I said, oh, great idea. Um, what if every month we focus on decluttering an area of the house? By Christmas, we'll have the whole house in really great order. Let's go through the bedrooms by the end of September. Great. Now, Jimbo is well aware of my spontaneous desires to change our whole lifestyle and habits in just a matter of days, and then sort of forget about it later. So um, he just smiled at me and knew that I would, in fact, not go through all of my stuff in the bedroom by the end of the month, although there are still a few days left. I may surprise my spouse. But I did kind of start looking in my closet, and I found a few dusty boxes at the very top that are vestiges of my childhood. And I found my treasure box. Do you see this very special box that I got as a child? It says Six Flags Over Texas. And if you would like to have a conversation with me around why Six Flags Over Any Other State is wrong, we can have that after church. But Six Flags Over Texas is the only one. I loved this box and continue. And inside, many treasures. Let's see. Like this jelly bracelet. Now, this will really tell um, my generation. Did anybody have one of these charm brace or necklaces? Each charm represents a friendship in my life in like third grade. I think I must wear it. 
that, that was a very specific moment in time. I've got a Sucrets box, because who doesn't want to keep one of those? I don't know. Um, here's this little plasticky dog. That represents the one time I ever stole something. That's a whole other story. I've told you it before, but there, there's the proof. Um, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, finger puppets. Those are special. These are treasures. Here's a little car. Here is a wind-up toy. See if it still works. Little ladybug. Let's see. Come on. Come on. Oh, she's sad. She is. She's sad. Um, Apparently, Six Flags was a very important part of my life because here's a little fork and spoon collectible with Six Flags over Texas on it. Um, I found like a pin, a real pin with a pin pin. Like, look at that. That's a pin, sticky pin from Vacation Bible School because that's what you want to give all the children is a pin where they can bleed. Oh, and then these are little snowflakey things. They have pictures of my grandparents in it. These are treasures, treasures, friends, all right here. You never know when you might need one of those treasures. Why in the world would I ever get rid of one of these things? Today's sermon is entitled, Reorient Gifts. Or it could be called, Stewardship Through a Different Lens. Or it could be called, Reverend Sandy's Sermon to Herself on the Accumulation of Stuff. It is a continuation of our Reorient Sermon series where we are looking about how in our lives of faith we might reorient ourselves to foundational practices that ground us in our relationship with God and with others. These priorities are based off of actually the membership vows of the United Methodist Church that when any new person joins the church, the pastor asks, will you be faithful to this local church through your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, your witness? And today, as we consider our gifts, our treasure, we hear Jesus specifically tell us to not store up treasures on earth. It reminds me of a VeggieTales episode where Bob the tomato and Larry the cucumber encounter Madame Blueberry, I I really never took French, I don't know, um, who thinks that her only cure for her being blue is to buy everything she can at Stuff Mart. But she buys so much stuff that her house, like, explodes, and it's in a tree, and so the tree falls over. Or it reminds me of The Hobbit. Oh, oh this, it, it's just my Gandalf stick. I mean, right? The Hobbit, 
Surely I'm not just coming up with sermon illustrations that help me use all of the stuff I've accumulated. Um, Anyway, it reminds me of when Bilbo Baggins encounters Smog, the dragon who hoards gold, gold in his lair, and Smog lords over his treasure with such confidence and arrogance that in engaging Bilbo, he actually shows his weakness to him. All right, there's a lot of stuff up here. The scripture today what, what this is just my um, Bible collection. I am a pastor, surely you would not begrudge me this. I mean, I have my Bible here that's my study Bible that I used throughout seminary. Um, this Bible that my parents gave me when I graduated high school. Um, this one here was from the bishop when I was commissioned in 2006. This purple one was from St. James United Methodist Church when I had been a pastor there and then was moving along. And then this one's just cute. Do you like it? It's so cute. It has a little, like a dragonfly on it. So in our scripture today, Jesus continues his sermon on the mount, and if you remember from last week, we talked about how the persons gathered there to hear Jesus' sermon were not just regular people, there were regular people, but often they were people on the margins, people needing hope and healing and guidance. If we look in the previous chapter, Matthew chapter 5, we will hear that Jesus has just taught the people how to pray, how to turn their hearts towards God. And now he is telling them to store up treasures in heaven, not on earth. Because on earth, these treasures don't last. They might be stolen or destroyed, but in heaven, the treasures do last. But truthfully, people in the ancient world wouldn't have had much treasure anyway, at least in our standards of modern living. Only really rich people had a lot of clothes And Jimbo and I have closets full. Maybe you do too. But there weren't many items to have. A lot of clothes was a symbol of wealth. A lot of anything meant that you had a lot of money. Jesus wouldn't have had in his ancient understanding any sort of understanding of our modern homes where closets are as big as the rooms attached to them. And storage is so available that you might put things away and never see them for years or years or years. And truthfully, I'm not sure that Jesus was trying to guilt anyone for owning anything. That wouldn't have resonated well with his audience because they didn't have much at all. Instead, I wonder if Jesus is addressing here the virtually insatiable want we have as humans for more. 
I recall seeing a cartoon. I've seen it in a couple of different versions, but it usually goes something like this where there's a picture of a hungry person who looks longingly at a man who has a simple meal. And the man with the simple meal is looking greedily at the person with the fancy car. And the person with the fancy car is looking at the woman with the great, big, giant mansion. And then the lady in the giant mansion is looking longingly at the hungry person and his whole family. What is it in our human nature that tortures us to want what we don't have? In a sermon that Barbara Brown Taylor preached on the parable of the treasure hidden in the field, she said, the only reason I am way ahead of this parable is because I know it is about me. But knowing that does not seem to filter down to doing anything much about it. Like many of you, I am waist deep in treasure that I know won't save me, but that does not stop me from setting my sights on one more trinket to add to my cachet. Furthermore, the culture in which I live sees nothing wrong with this quest. In fact, the culture in which I live depends on it. So I think that makes it especially difficult for us to read the scripture today. Do not store up treasures on earth. Some of us might be minimalist in this room but we all have a lot of stuff. And that's not a judgment. But it makes us wonder how to hear Jesus' words. And I wonder if Jesus is telling us something more, something deeper than just don't have stuff. We only need to look a little bit further into Jesus' sermon to hear these words. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink about your body, what you will wear, is life not more than food and the body more than clothes. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers in the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and is thrown away tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? But seek first God's kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Again, Barbara Brown Taylor writes, The treasure we seek requires no lengthy expedition, no expensive equipment, no superior aptitude or special company. All we lack is the willingness to imagine that we already have everything we need. 
She writes, what is saving my life right now is the conviction that there is no spiritual treasure to be found apart from the bodily experiences of humanity here on earth. What is saving my life now is becoming more fully human, trusting that there is no way to God apart from real life in the real world. What if instead of Jesus guilting us because we have homes exploding with stuff or we hoard our wealth, that he is simply pointing us toward the idea that those things don't last and don't satisfy. The physical, material, tangible things are fleeting and will not quench our desire for more. It is only in the investment in our lives of faith, love of God, service of neighbor, that truly reaps rewards. What if Jesus is telling us that the treasure of faith is already within us? A thankful and generous heart. Therein lies God's true gift.